Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week in League, the Roosters lament an ordinary BJ who spat when he should have swallowed. Despite what Panthers fans have always told us on Twitter, Adrian Pertel does have heart. Will a gay guy be just the medicine to cure Fluffy and Wayne's season? And we'll review all of the action from round 12 of the 2012 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 89 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. Okay. I think something we should do this this week and going forward is welcome new listeners who've actually made themselves known to us as new listeners. And the reason that uh, what reminded me of that is that we actually had a tweet from Lynn Shields who sent us a tweet and said that, you know, she had it on in the office or whatever. Yes. First, first time she'd listened to it, it was great, blah, blah, blah. So thank you for listening. And we've also got Oh Yeah Rachel. Another yes, new, yes, we do. Another new listener who's uh, come to our attention, although I think it was probably last week, though. So, if you are but a new welcome listener, anyway. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, definitely welcome. Um, and if, if you're a new listener going forward, just give us a shout on Twitter or Facebook so we know. And Rachel's a Tiger supporter, so, uh, you know, we're besties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let's face it, you need them where you can get them. Yeah, well, I mean, they're few and far between, but me and Rachel, part of an elite club. People that like Glenn. <laughs> In decline. <laughs> um, do you have anything else? Have we got any um, Jackson-related stories? No. No, the, the house footy continues, though. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't like it when I tell him that he can't play house footy during Tigers games. His mum tried to have a chat with him and said, you know, Dad, you know, he lets you what, play your house footy. Through. He's on edge enough as it is when you're playing, you know, when he's watching Tigers games on TV. He's, he's super noisy, man. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to watch a game. I've got the TV out loud anyway, and I'm going nuts during the game. And then Johnny Adams is <laughs> scoring tries, <laughs> scoring hat-tricks, and well, chipping over the top and smashing Benji Marshall. Oh, I can't listen to it. At least someone's scoring hat-tricks during a Tigers game. <laughs> <laughs> News. First story, BJ Leilua. A week after being drafted into an extended New South Wales State of Origin side, Joseph, BJ Leilua's career is in tatters. Does this article that I have here have his full name? It doesn't. It's got a crazy name. Did you it see does that? have a crazy name. He's got name. about 600 names in there. I'd like none to see of which, that on Wheel of Fortune. Well, none of which are abbreviate to BJ. So no. the first question I have to say is how do you get that nickname? Interesting nickname. Yeah. Um, 
He spent Sunday night in a holding cell at St. George Police Station after he was arrested and charged with assaulting his ex-girlfriend, violating an AVO, and telecommunication offences. So the important point there is he was violating an AVO, so there was an AVO in place before this incident, so something else has been swept under the rug in the past. Maybe that's how he got the nickname. Yeah, he was thrown out of the Alawa Hotel. I don't know where... Do you know where that is? I don't know where that is. No. By security at about 1.30am on Saturday after an argument with the ex-girlfriend. Police allege he spat in her face and later sent personal photos of her to other people from his mobile. Earlier this month, the woman was granted a six-month AVO. She reported the matter to police on Saturday, and Leilua handed himself into St. George Police Station later that day. He was later arrested and charged. He was refused bail and appeared in Parramatta Local Court via a video link yesterday, where he was granted bail ahead of his second court appearance at Cogra Courthouse on June 7. Via a video link? So, if he, um... <laughs> Why would he need to appear for a video link he couldn't get from St. George to Para? Sounds like the Roosters had no choice in standing down, because it sounds like he wasn't out, he wasn't free. <laughs> So, um, the uh, the club stood him down, obviously, for Monday Night Football that we've just had, the clash with the Bulldogs, and uh, I guess they're going to say, going forward, they're going to review what they're going to do uh, with him. I mean, I'd imagine that they're going to sit him out until this is uh, resolved. Um, the ARL Commission is going to monitor the situation. So, um, yeah, I would have thought they'd maybe hand down, you know, like four weeks suspension straight up, you know, seems to be what they do. Or what they like yeah, to do. No doubt he'll be drafting in the women in the, women in league all stars. Yeah, yeah. Right but Louis at halfback. BJ doesn't play for Manly, so he's not going to get that four week suspension after all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, Gallup. And there we go. You apologise, you fucking disgraceful behaviour. He's obviously got a bit. Of, you know, at least uh, one instance uh, previously of, of having done something wrong. We don't know what that is to, to actually have an AVO against him. Um, Sounds like a nasty breakup. Big pardon? Sounds like a nasty breakup. <laughs> BJ can't quite handle it. Yeah, it would seem that way. But you know, I don't know in what parallel universe somebody thinks spitting in someone's face is acceptable. Same parallel universe where BJ Leilua can be drafted in as the fucking 18th or 19th man into a state of origin side. And that's the real travesty of all of this. It is. <laughs> I mean, I feel for I feel for the unnamed ex-girlfriend. Yes. I do. Because, you know, but it wouldn't be nice to have... You know who I feel for? New South Wales State of Origin fans. <laughs> I mean, you know, they just get to see the back of Kurt Gidley through through a fortuitous injury, and then, um, yeah, then they start throwing BJ Lalura, and it's like, you know, they've got to have a Gronk in the squad. Unbelievable. Know? How he ever got to be any sort of representative player is is beyond me. I've seen him make some horrible errors. I haven't seen him done too many, do too many spectacular things on the football field, but um, off the football field, he's, he's definitely not covering himself in glory either, so... Pretty disappointing, mate, when these, these sorts of situations come up. And, you know, we've had all the high-profile ones, but even your Isaac Gordon situation and, and, you know, now this and God knows what else, it's it's really disappointing when we should be, you know, we seem to be focusing on referees and, and off-field behaviour all too often. And mm-hmm. we should be, you know, focusing on the great athletes and, and the you know, all the positives that rugby league brings along to, to our lounge rooms every week. Yep, so in conclusion, BJ Leilua is a shit human on and off the field, allegedly. 
That's in Queensland. The Queensland Rugby League's exploitation of state of origin representative criteria has been well documented for years, but a line in the sand has finally been drawn. In a hilarious YouTube hit that is set to go viral, comedian and musical satirist Dennis Carnahan has produced a song that finally reveals in graphic detail just how absurd some of Queensland's selections for state of origin have been over a long period of time. It also shows how lax the New South Wales Rugby League has been in leading the Queensland counterparts pinch some of the game's greatest players from right under their noses. Um, some of Carnahan's previous songs have appeared on Fox Sports League Lounge and during live games of Fox Sports broadcast, but his latest production titled That's in Queensland is his cleverest yet. So let's play a little smidgen of it. Could somebody please help me? I'm a little bit confused. When selectors choose for Queensland, could you tell me what map they used? Where you're born and where you come from, surely that's your origin. So could somebody please tell me what state these towns are in? Where is Sydney? That's it, Queensland. Suva Fiji. That's it, Queensland. Where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. State of origin, we're told, is all about state pride and the famous Queensland spirit, but we've been taken for a ride. How can they claim that spirit? Dennis is also on Twitter, so you can actually follow him at Dennis with one N, D-E-N-I-S. C-A-R-N-A-H-A-N. So give him a follow and tell him how hilarious he is. Very, very clever. Tell him to listen to our show too. Yeah, and if you... Tell him we gave him a rap. Yeah, and if you watch the video, if you want to watch the video and hear the song in its entirety, just head to our website um, in the show notes for this episode and we'll embed the YouTube in there so you can find it easy and watch the whole thing because it's um, it's a very very low-tech clip, but... um, it does definitely illustrate. It tells a story. <laughs> it tells a story and it tells it well. Billy Moore was from Tenterfield. And Crocker was Sydney. I mean, there were ones there that I didn't even know about. No, exactly. <laughs> Billy Moore, though. Yeah. Like, if, if anyone's in, in recent Queensland history is more synonymous with passion for Queensland. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't yelling out, Tenterfield! Yeah, Tenerfield! Clearly the frost got on his brain as a young child and <laughs> made him special. Fucking cold in Tenerfield, man. Yeah, yeah, damn straight. Oh, and that you just remind me of that Billy Moore's gronkism. Fucking on Wednesday or the Origin Day, I'm getting a mess chatting with the missus online and she's um saying that she's trying to get Killer to say Queenslander. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, and but apparently he kept he kept fucking it up and like he kicked she'd go Queenslander and he'd go Mummy Lander <laughs> Queenslander Mummy Lander so anyway um, the day goes on and we, you know, she's like there's no chance it's going to happen because he just keeps saying Mummy Lander so I get home and they're um, up at, she's got the kids just uh, about to go in the bath by the time I get home because I was late home and uh, so I get up there and she goes, she goes to him he's in the bath and she's what do we say to daddy and he turns and goes Queenslander, and he, he actually said it like a like a retard, like Billy Moore. It was perfect. Like, oh, and obviously, you know, I don't I don't agree in beating children, um, <laughs> but sometimes you got to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, no, I didn't. I thought that's that's fine. And then um, you didn't beat him. No, no. And then she said it again. You're a shit parent. And she and then then they sort of you know she teed him up to say it again. Hasn't said it since, and and he's just totally forgotten it, which is fantastic. It's not origin time yet, but it was a funny joke for two minutes. So, yeah, uh, and it'll come around again, and then eventually he'll find himself being a member of the Brisbane Broncos. Nathan, this is how these things happen. 
that's not going to happen. <laughs> he will not be playing for the Broncos. Uh, he's already determined. He's already been added added to the uh, train on squad for the Sea Eagles. <laughs> Fair enough. In, uh, <laughs> Getting in there early. Yeah, in uh, 15 years' time. <laughs> yeah, get, get on and check out that clip. It's very, very well done, very funny, uh, even though it does it take the piss out of Queenslanders, but, you know. And it's very true, too. That's the funny I mean, it's just everyone Where likes it. Where is Palmerston North? Is Palmerston North, is that in Queensland or is that in New South Wales? I can't remember. Is that where Tamo came from? Or? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can remember there was, a, there was a, the Auckland one and I can't remember who that was. Was that Brad Thorne? And then they had like the Christchurch one was Tony Carroll. No, it was uh, Carmichael Hunt. Oh, Carmichael Hunt, sorry. Auckland and then, then uh, had Tony Carroll's Christchurch. Christchurch. And then it went to Palmerston North and yeah. that's New South that's Wales. That's in yeah. New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> right. Queensland's everywhere. I love it. You're very familiar with it. Okay. Yes. Um, Michael Jennings is apparently but not officially on the market. Eight NRL clubs have secretly started negotiations to lure exiled centre Michael Jennings away from Penrith, but Panthers football boss Phil Gould says he knows nothing about it. He flatly denied the Panthers were shopping around the club's highest paid player as the rugby league rumour mill went into overdrive that both South Sydney and Canterbury were keen to snap up the out of favour New South Wales three-quarter. I'd imagine that Canterbury are less interested now, uh, given that they got Morris and uh, Captain Snooze has been drafted in mid-season. But Gould said that I hear the same room as you hear, and I've heard nothing from his management or Michael. Michael was here at the club Sunday night. We had a big function, and he was with the players celebrating their win. Neither Michael or his management have approached me for release. Neither Michael or his management have said anything to me about these rumours. I don't take any stock in rumours. I don't worry about it. Simple as that. The situation is he's contracted here for another three years. He's out suspended at the moment. His next game will probably be for New South Wales, and then he's back here for us. I haven't, had any, any, I haven't had any indication from his management that they're looking to move him or from Michael that he's looking to move. Asked if he wanted Jennings to stay at Penrith, Gould said that's up to Michael. It's really up to Michael whether he wants to be here. I mean, he was dropped three weeks ago and since then he hasn't been available for Penrith. He was with the Origin side, then he got suspended out of Origin, so he's not available for us until the Warriors Monday week. It's up to the coaches then whether they play him or what they do with him. I don't make those decisions. Apparently six clubs have already contract, uh, contacted his management company with two more expected the show just this week so <clears throat> Canterbury St. George South who else West Tigers yeah probably yeah West Tigers are probably well they're probably getting money because they're paying it all Adam Blair but and Benji and, and Robbie and Pettiborn and Eddie Pettiborn next and, season and, and Bodine and Bodine and Bodine fuck you're going to have a strong New South Wales Cup side fuck please <laughs> Pettiborn and Bodine in there <laughs> Look, they'll, you know, they'll be a strong part of the rotation of players trying to push their way into the, the side of the defending premiers, mate. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, seriously, Blake Ashford, uh, you know... You I love Blake Ashford, but... Yeah. Uh, compared to Michael Jennings, let's be serious. So, no, Blake, Blake. Blake Ashford's more of a 5'8 these days, isn't he? <laughs> He's probably more of a second <laughs> rower. All right, so next story. I'd be very surprised. Sorry, just closing yeah, off now. I'd be very surprised if Michael Jennings goes <clears> anywhere. And the only reason he'll be moving on, despite what anyone else might say, would be to ease salary cap pressure. Because I uh, read somewhere today where half of Penrith's salary cap is believed to have been spent on Lewis, Jennings, Grant. Lachlan Coote, and McKendry. Yeah, and four Grant, players. Yeah. And Grant. And Grant. And Grant, Grant five yeah, five of them, yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's that's and that's the, is that the 2014 salary cap. I think it is. I think it's something like that. 
that's because they all these heavily back-ended contracts. So, so if he is on the move anywhere, it's more due to salary cap issues than his off-field performances. Although media will have you believe otherwise. Yeah, but the problem is as well that um, they're gonna have to pay some of it. He's on like six hundred fifty grand, so no one's going to be able to afford to pay him that kind of money. So Penrith are still going to have to prop it up. So they, it might alleviate it, but it was, they'll still be in the shit. The fair yep. bit. Okay, next story. Adrian Pertell has a heart attack. Former NRL player Adrian Pertell will spend the rest of the week in an English hospital after having what his mother described as a heart attack following a UK Super League match. Fran Pertell told the Southern New South Wales newspaper the Border Mail her son, only 27 years of age too, suffered a heart attack just hours after playing for the Bradford Bulls in their weekend derby defeat by Leeds in sweltering conditions at Manchester's Etihad Stadium. I'd like to speculate that the sweltering conditions in England probably would have been around 13, 14 degrees. The Bulls said (laughs) former Penrith and Canberra NRL outside back complained of feeling unwell on the journey back from Manchester and the bus stopped twice for the doctor to treat him. He was admitted to Huddersfield Royal Infirmary and later transferred to Leeds General infirmary where he's expected to spend the next few days recovering. Bradford football manager Stuart Duffy who was on the bus said Adrian's condition was giving cause for concern and the club doctor Donald Young advised he should be taken to hospital immediately. The bus went to Huddersfield Royal Infirmary where Adrian was detained and was later transferred to the Leeds General Infirmary where he spent the night. Our thoughts are with Adrian at this time. The Leeds issued a statement saying the Rhinos would like to echo those sentiments and hope Adrian makes a speedy recovery. Um, <clears throat> blah 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 First season in Super League, um, the the hospital wouldn't confirm, or the Bulls wouldn't confirm what his illness was. But his mother said that she, you know, she'd obviously been told that you know it was a heart attack. Uh, she got a, you know, so she's flying over to England. They said it was he had a blockage to one of the main arteries to the heart, but he's okay. He's in Leeds Hospital and in good care. And apparently, like he didn't actually die at any stage. He's never, you know, his heart never stopped beating. But whew, he's got it in his game too. They're saying that he missed a large chunk of. Uh, the 2007 season due to deep vein thrombosis after a blood clot was found in his lungs. Jesus. So he's had his issues. What a what a strange condition to have as far as an elite athlete goes. And young, like, you know, yeah. he's only 27. I mean, he looks like he's 47, but I mean... He he's, does. He's, he's only got, 27. You know, male pattern baldness out the wazoo, but... Look, we don't we don't like to see harm. You know, we take the piss out of players. And exactly. Not the least of which has been Adrian Pertell over the last few years. Exactly. But, um, we don't like to see harm come to to any rugby league players or you know humans in general. Really? Exactly. Unless they're cunts. They deserve it. Yes. Then they can go and die in a hole. Like but that little red-headed monster. You know Annie. what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Annie. You could you could abbreviate it to that. Yeah. <laughs> don't give me that look like you don't know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Little red-headed monster who tried to get legal on us and shit. Oh, that one. <laughs> yeah. That cockhead. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, enough about that. Um, what a terrible story. And it's, it, it sort of brings back memories of the incident in the uh, English Premier League where the player had a heart attack on the pitch mm. as well. Uh, there's been players over the years in, in other sports, such as the NBA. Reggie Lewis died of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you, oh, fucking hell. What, that, it's, is there anything more scary than having something, you know, Wrong with your heart or your brain, or like. But also, when you're in, a, you're actually competing, you know, you with your body, you're like a yeah. professional sportsman. So, th- you know, theoretically, unless you know otherwise, you know, previously knew otherwise, it'd become as an absolute fucking shock to you yeah. in every way, you know. 
unbelievable. We wish him all the best. We hope he makes a uh, a full and speedy recovery and and makes his way back to the field. But yeah, pretty shocking story. I was, you know, yeah. his poor mum as well. Yeah, you know, she's been bailed up over here by the media, and yeah. Yeah. Um, her son's laying in hospital bed. It must be terrible for her as well. So. Uh, you know, we're thinking of the family and, and hopefully, like I said, he gets back on the field really quick and, and he's back playing for the Bulls. And you know what? I mean, when it comes down to it, it's a far better excuse to get out of playing for the Bulls than Matt Orford had. Well, exactly. I mean, to be fair, Matt Orford couldn't really have a heart attack. <laughs> there's an arsehole where his heart should be. <laughs> yes. Now, the next possible solution for Benny's Knights, a gay guy, ex-Brisbane Broncos young gun, Dane Gay Guy will rebuild his career under the master coach, Wayne Bennett, after signing with the Newcastle Knights. It is understood the Bennett factor was key in Gay Guy signing a deal that will run until the end of 2014. The Knights beat interest from a host of clubs, including the Queensland Reds, Canberra Raiders, Canterbury Bulldogs, and North Queensland Cowboys. Gay Guy, 21, will be an excellent acquisition for the Knights, who've lost three games in a row and arrive in Brisbane this week to face the Broncos on Sunday. Gay Guy, a fullback, winger or centre. He was cut loose by the Broncos earlier this month, as we mentioned on this show, for repeated ill-discipline, which I would still love to know what they were because it still hasn't come out. His breaches were all minor, but they threatened to derail the Broncos' excellent club culture. Gay Guy told the Courier-Mail he was confident of resurrecting his NRL career and described his Broncos axing as a timely wake-up call. He admitted he was slightly disappointed to be overlooked by Broncos coach Anthony Griffin when Jarrell Yayi suffered a season-ending ankle injury. I haven't lost passion for the game, he said. My attitude is something I need to work on, and it's the kick in the backside I definitely needed. There was nothing in particular, but what has happened is something I'll learn from and become a better player. I was disappointed to miss out on Gerald's spot. So, although we don't, we're not any closer to knowing what those incidents were, it's pretty, he just dropped his bundle because he didn't get the winger after, yeah, you got injured. Sure. I mean, he's he's had some promising performances for the Broncos. Um, certainly last season, there was a few memorable ones. He yep. scored a few tries. Yep. Did Benny have much to do with him when he was at the Broncos, or was that too long ago? He's 21 now. Benny's been gone. There was three years at the Dragon, and this year. is the fourth year. So 17, I'd say very little, if anything. Yeah. Surely. Um, maybe just heard the stories in the locker room. Maybe. Once upon a time, we used to have a real coach. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope he, uh, you know, as he said... This the axing from the Broncos is a real wake up call for him, and and he can get to the Knights, and you know, geez, they need some some attacking potency at the moment. They do. I also saw a story saying that um was it Matty Johns saying or was it Andrew Johns or someone saying that they they need to reinvigorate Fluffy uh, Darius Boyd and uh, shift him to five eighth. Fluffy so, needs a fluffer. Yeah, he needs to, he needs a fluff up and shift him to five eighth to be the key, and then I guess they can throw the gay guy in the fullback jersey. Wow. They're just determined to make him try and make him Darren Lockyer, aren't they? <laughs> it ain't going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen. But, you know, look, you know, he's done the wrong thing. He's he's fairly remorseful by the sound of it. Newcastle are going to give him an opportunity. Hopefully he can help them try and get their season back on track and, and play some consistent footy for them. And they can reap the rewards of having someone of his ability, you know, plying his trade out there in the back line. Being at the Knights too, he could be like, you know, he could he could be like Dane Laurie's mini-me. He could be playing New South Wales Cup. Yeah. Or local Newcastle League. <laughs> exactly. Finally, Manly centre Steve Matai will miss 
two matches after taking the option for the guilty plea following grade four careless high tackle charge. New Zealand international knocked out Penrith Danny Galea with a swinging arm that caught the back rail flush across the jaw apparently. Maddai will sit out Friday's clash with St. George Illawarra at Brookvale Oval and next week's encounter against ladder leaders Melbourne. Well that's not next week's encounter, there's a buy in between there. Jeff Tuvey admitted the club were reluctant to accept the ban, but they said the risk of losing the 28-year-old for an extended period of time should they contest the charge was too great. It's too fraught with danger, we think, to go and challenge it. The system is not perfect, so it's probably just best to take the guilty plea. Matai has a long rap sheet for similar offences and missed the first four games of last season as he served out the remainder of a seven-match ban for a high shot on Canterbury's Michael Ennis in the final round of the 2010 campaign, for which he should have got the Dalian. M. <laughs> Tuvi said it was frustrating to once again do without the services of Matai, but he said the grading system imposed by the match review committee was flawed and unfair. It's his style of play that he's aggressive, and the system is weighted against people that are aggressive in our game. I've said since day one when the system was brought in by Jim Hall that it's unfair. It's hard because it's such a subjective matter, but I think there must be a system out there that's better. I thought it was a penalty. I had no problem with it, but with the grading system, I have no idea how it works. And I agree 100%, Tuvi. 100%. I don't think it's geared against people that are aggressive. It's geared against people that illegally attack the head of an opponent, it such is, as Steve Maddow. It came off the ball, though. Plain it did not as day. come off the fucking ball. That Plain argument is day. retarded. Plain as day. He slammed into the ball and it I can see up. that you've got that stupid look on your face, so you know full well it didn't go anywhere near the fucking ball. Did you watch the game? And that, you yes, I did. You didn't watch Yes, I did. No, I watched every minute of that game, and I laughed <laughs> gleefully throughout. But I also paid careful attention to the replays where the stupid pricks were saying it came off the ball, Clearly. such as Jamie Lyon. And then I looked at the replay and said, no, yep. no, no. It no, 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 no. It did not go anywhere near the fucking ball, Jamie Lyon. You prat. It came off the ball and then off his arm and then off his shoulder and then hit him in the face. Jamie Lyon's a prat. You're a prat. Jeff Tuvey's a prat. You're all a bunch of prats. <laughs> Premiership prats. <laughs> Recaps kick off a Friday night football. The first game, the worst game. South Sydney Rabbitohs 36 defeated the Canberra Raiders 18 in front of a crowd of just slightly over 10,000 over at ANZ Stadium. And what do we got here for points? We got a double to Greg Inglis. We got Dave Taylor double. Ben Lowe, Dylan Farrell, Justin Hunt also with tries. Isaac Luke three of four conversions. Adam Reynolds one of three. Defeating the Canberra Raiders. 18 points came from tries to Reese Robertson, Joel Thompson, and a double to Jared Croker. And Jared Croker with the Benji boots on as well. One of four on the day. We'll get to the Benji boots, mate. The real Benji boots. What a vuvuzela this shit was. Yeah, it wasn't uh, the greatest spectacle of a game, but there were a couple of uh, certainly positives if you're a South fan to come out of it, which I'm oh, not. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Inglis. Inglis, for starters. In his origin origin period form, as you'd expect. Motherfucker is untouchable at the moment. Yep. He'll die down in a he month looks and a half. Fit. He looks fit too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, it'll die down in a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Always does. You're going to wonder why Dave Taylor couldn't do that. Greg Inglis played 80 minutes and actually contributed to the origin victory. Yeah, it's true. Dave Taylor, on the other hand. Shitting himself. Wasn't much going on in uh, his neck of the woods. But he, he certainly turned it on for South and, and put a, a quality performance together. Unfortunately, not much to say about their opposition. I think um, this performance from the Raiders probably only highlights how much of an impact decisions like the, those of Josh Dugan and, and 
also uh, Blake Ferguson, how much they impact the club. Yep. You know, when these guys, you know, so choose to break team protocol, mm-hmm. um, even if it is a seemingly minor incident, you know, if they decide to come down on them and they miss games like this, you know, Canberra's going to, they're already in a bit of a hole as far as their form goes with some of the injuries they've ever had. And to lose two key players out of their side for this game was, they were on a hiding to nothing in. Um, Especially probably, a critical position like fullback as well. Well, and also the, the how much of an influential player Dugan is. You know, he's, yeah. he's probably the best player they've got in the side at the moment. Yeah. Um, and Ferguson also a good finisher, um, good winger, bit of a lair, but he, he seems to work for Canberra. He's, he's found a bit of a home down there, but... You're generous. Sorry? You're generous. I'm a very generous person. I've always said that about myself. You misheard me. I said you're degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I think Maguire's slowly evolving South Sydney, and I think their fans should be fairly uh, positive as to what the future holds. I'd, you know, we've always cracked jokes about South Sydney's inability to make the finals. I think this year, by the time September rolls around, South could be a real force. And finish ninth. Well... <laughs> Souths are one of those clubs that you just choose to be, um, at best, indifferent towards, at worst, fairly derogatory. Yeah. And you? At all times. Don't act. I'm not fucking Robinson Crusoe here. No, I've uh, I've opened up on Souths, but also given credit where it's due, which is more than I can say for you. Yeah, because it's not due yet. I say yet. See, that's that's throwing out the little uh, carrot that, you know, one day, maybe soon, the credit will be worthy. Now, let's have a look at what the Twitter people say. Troy underscore 79 said, uh, if I was coach, and in brackets, I'd be better than Ferner, I would move Dugan to six, keep Robinson at one, lead a wing, and Berrigan at nine. So that was his reasonable tweet. He then followed up immediately after with, uh, I'll always follow this team, even if we lose a thousand in a row, but fuck me, we're shit. Only positive tonight was Edric Lee. Then we got, uh, yeah, let's talk about Manute Bowl. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw him in the, uh, he was playing Toyota Cup against uh, Manly, uh, what so two weeks ago, but you know, and then he's got the call up and he's good, good player. He's put some weight on. He's bound to be signed up by somebody somewhere real soon. Yeah, their player retention's uh, not that flash. The Raiders. They kept some of that hot twenty side, but I mean now this this season's one is starting to get pillaged out already. So yeah, I would imagine what was that two thousand and eight. Yep. So you know some of those guys have made the leap in a big way. Yep. Others are just starting to come on now. So. Yep. Very vastly different side, I guess, in you know seasons to come for the Raiders, and you know with the combinations they've had from playing so much footy together, you you would probably expect them to be you know a little bit more cohesive. But yeah, with with Cats here down, um, you know I think the McCrone and Williams combinations a little bit too stop start for my liking. They can put a good performance together and and come up with the result against some teams but they really should have done better in this game yeah and um they definitely didn't they didn't put it together like they have in the last you know two weeks really like better performances that you know they kind of had me feeling a bit positive about them but uh nothing positive really in this one hsv raiders said uh at least we outscored the Boncos. he then followed up that was his reasonable tweet if you can believe that and he followed up with a useless fucking bunch of pricks show some fucking pride you bastards (laughs) and he tweeted that directly to uh the Canberra Raiders Twitter account. What is it with these Jekyll and Hyde Raiders fans? <laughs> I know, I know. Send us two tweets. <laughs> yeah. And then we've got uh, Matt McLeod that uh, said that uh, Dave Taylor's got some wheels for a fat kid. That and, he uh, has. And that's referring, obviously, to I think it was his second try, wasn't it? 
And um, I'd I'd be inclined to agree. He's yeah. certainly quick. Yeah. For a big bloke, what's he? 120 kilos. Or yeah, maybe even more, depending Gets on time of season. <laughs> depending yeah. on time of season you're talking about. But yeah, and uh, unfortunately for him, I mean, uh, well, I mean, I'd say he's not. There's no chance he'll really be able to renege on that deal now with the. Uh, the Gold Coast, I think he's going to be head up there, so he'd be goodbye. No, for he them. came out a week or so ago and said that he will be honouring the deal. So yeah, so uh, goodbye for them then if he keeps it up. Yeah, definitely. The problem is he's like you know he's only half a season player really at this stage. I mean, I'm not saying he can't do it, but yeah, we'll see. Especially with all the distractions of the Gold Coast. I mean, let's you know look what they did for Idris. Well, that's true. They can kill, kill a player's career, but I, I just wonder with with Taylor the experience of being with the Origin squad. Um, it's it's not translating to his origin form, I have to say that. But I think being around those great players makes him, a, you know, is, is obviously going to make him a more consistent player, you would hope. And the type of player, certainly once he gets up to the Titans, hopefully he can also do it a little bit for the Rabbits by, by the time the season's out. But you would hope that he gets up there and and brings that professionalism that's, that Queensland and, and state of origin football in general is synonymous with. Yep. Okay, next game. The Melbourne Storm, 34, defeated the Brisbane Broncos, 10, down at Amy Park in Melbourne. Just over 13,000 people in attendance in some shit weather. Melbourne Storms, their points came from two tries to Todd Lowry. Todd Lowry. Two tries to Billy Slater. Will Chambers, Justin O'Neill also on the board. Cameron Smith, one of one on the conversions. Widop, four of five. Cameron Smith, of course, coming off the bench and not doing a heck of a lot, really. Um, defeating the Brisbane Broncos. Their 10 points came from tries to Ben Teo and Jack Reed. Corey Parker, one of two from the boot. You can tell from this game that Melbourne are still on another level compared to other teams in the competition, but unfortunately, I don't think Brisbane really competed at the level they're capable of in this game. Uh, a few few too many mistakes. Their defence was soft up the middle. Yep. Um, they got carved up through there, and at one stage, yeah, in the middle part of the first half, and, and again in the second Melbourne were just making ground at will yep. through there. They put points on. They also bombed another trial too. Um, yep. Well, certainly Slater's one with the line wide open. All they had to do was catch it. Yeah. Um, I think Brisbane, again, is still on a bit of a learning curve, but they, this, they'll use this as a bit of a barometer just to work out where they're at in the NRL at the moment. I think they are a little bit off the pace as far as Melbourne goes, but um, I still think within the top, easily the top four sides in the NRL at the moment. Yep, three in a row losses though, so uh, could be time for panic stations. I mean, Hook keeps to his strategy of resting players, and whether that pays dividends down the stretch, you know, I mean, I just wonder if you're resting players now, you know, the Origin players, this is. Yeah. Um, if you're resting the players now, so that there's no burnout and everything later in the season, the fact of the matter is, I mean, you lose the points in round twenty, or you lose the points in round twelve. Yeah, you're still losing the points. I mean, you know, and I don't think they were ever going to compete with the Storm in this game anyway. But it's just amazing. I think the Storm are really benefiting this year from the from the not having as many Origin players, like just having the guys you know that have done it a thousand times before and don't really have any trouble you know backing up. Yeah, exactly. And in positions that aren't particularly demanding as well, they don't have you know any like apart from Cameron Smith, they don't, you know, and they always you know take it pretty easy with him on the bench and stuff. In you know after Origin games, I'm not know. convinced that resting players is the way to go. I don't know if it is. I mean, because you get you know you get buys through there as well, you know. Um, so th- there are rests rests built into the season anyway uh, for teams. But you know, it's I guess also it up to draw. to the club to manage you know their training workload, etc. Like these guys could come out and play eighty minutes at that level. Yeah. 
couple of times a week. It's the training regimes that gets to them. Yeah, yeah. That leads to the fatigue. So, but overall, Storm were impressive. Uh, Broncos weren't. And the one thing that really surprised me about, like just monitoring Twitter through the course of the game, is that the um, Broncos fans were they were going fucking berserk to the. They don't like, enjoy losing Broncos fans. They're not good losers, but it's not. It wasn't. That's that's not the point I was going to make. The point I was going to make is that they genuinely thought they were a chance in this game. <laughs> Even with the resting and everything like that, it was like they were genuinely surprised they were getting pumped. It was really fucking weird. When you take players of that calibre out of any side, but specifically the Broncos, the guys at Rio are very critical to their structure. And, um, you know, they, they more than held their own against Melbourne in patches, but over the course of the 80 minutes, Melbourne just, you know, took advantage of their opportunities and really ground Brisbane into the into the turf. They didn't have a, much, an, an, much of an answer, unfortunately. It almost came up. It almost came true to my prediction when I sort of said, "I said Melbourne Storm easily thirteen plus," and I said, "No, fucking double at twenty six, almost." Yeah, almost. almost Stormies, almost. Poor Dave Hallow or Halal, as uh, Ray Hadley called him. Didn't Ray Hadley get some heat on Friday night <laughs> from you as well? <laughs> yeah, he was. He was poor. I have to say. Yeah. Very, very poor. You were throwing a few tweets out about him. Very order, very ordinary rugby league commentator three-quarter. He's not getting any better. I thought he'd gradually adapt to the, the visual medium of commentary. Yeah, uh, you, you, know, you were hugging his nuts at the start of the season. Well, I, was hugging his, I, was, I wasn't hugging his nuts, but I was you saying like he's a radio commentator, so he's used to doing what he's used to doing. And over the course of the season, perhaps he'd be able to, you know scale it back and realise he doesn't have to fucking describe the colour of the grass and everything because, you know, we can actually see what's happening. But You may as well have been a pair of Y-fronts you were hugging his nuts that hard. You're fucking ridiculous. I've anyway, never hugged his fucking nuts, ever. Anyway, enough about you hugging Ray Hadley's nuts. Poor Dave Haller. Shocking injury. Dislocated knee. Yeah, seen worse. I've seen worse too, <laughs> that poor bastard. For the Broncos like the, big, the big tree that he is. and Yeah. He was in all sorts of pain. Green whistle and all. Yep, yep. Those green whistles must be magic. I'd love to get a fucking go on one. Yeah, I'd like to get a go on one and then uh, I mean, it's go, much to heroin, a, so. go to a blue light disco slash rave party. <laughs> well, I don't think it's about a rave. It's more like, you know, go and watch train spotting on because it's pretty much heroin. Okay. Let's do that then. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe, maybe we'll just go to the blue light disco anyway. We won't look why, creepy at all. Why do you want to go to the blue light disco? <laughs> What's this fucking obsession with blue light disco? <laughs> Jeremy Jack. That is uh, Jeremy underscore Jack zero one. Putting South, this is a common theme for this game too. <laughs> Putting South Raiders on in New South Wales before Brisbane, Melbourne is as smart as making Robert Louis ambassador for women in league round. <laughs> then we got uh, Aussie one 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 nine eight said, uh, "Channel Nine putting South and the Raiders on in New South Wales before Brisbane and Melbourne is as smart as making Brad Fittler the ambassador for drink responsibly." Then we had Dragons underscore Red. Are v. those two related? Have they come up with the same tweet? And no, and they didn't reply to each other. Well, it wasn't. It was like they, they came up with the same style of tweet. It was quite, it was quite funny. Um, Dragons underscore Red V said, even the great Johnny Adams couldn't get the Broncos over the line. <laughs> Surely he should have been picked over Fat Touchy for Origin 2. And then we had uh, Marcus underscore Rob. Can we seriously get rid of the storm? Their grubby tactics that have ruined the game. Now they injure every member of our team. Oh, how the... <laughs> How things change when the Storm players are playing against you. And, uh... That, there was no one around, Dave Heller. <laughs> it was Amy Grass, man. Like <laughs> Someone didn't replace their divot. Um, and we had, uh, Nudgu, so that's old Nigel. Uh, he said, uh, Johnny Adams is a bigger cat than Ben Gray. <laughs> 
the fuck did that come from? <laughs> Jeez. Hey, harsh, harsh on Johnny Adams. I mean, he's only a rookie. You can't, you know, give him a chance to prove himself. I mean, you know, I think he's worth another chance. I mean, his, <laughs> his form today has been outstanding. <laughs> Let's move on to the next game we had uh, down at Hunter Stadium. The Gold Coast Titans, 24, defeated the Newcastle Knights, 14, in front of a crowd of just shy of 16,000 people. And the points went as follows. Titans, their 24 points came from tries to Nate Miles, Greg Bird, David Mead, Matty Schramer. Princey, 3 of 4 on the conversions, and he also grabbed himself a penalty goal. Newcastle Knights, their points came to Aquiluate, Alex McKinnon, Tyrone Roberts, and Tyrone Roberts also grabbed one of three conversions. Titans are putting in an impressive patch of form together. They're starting to play. I think I feel like they're playing as well as that group can play together, which is. But you know, it's it's one of some games, so good on them. And um and you know because they've because they've been shit the last two years. I mean, it's kind of like you know good luck underdog thing. You know, it's you know, it's good yeah. to see them actually competing now. I think a lot of it's coming off the back of the young blokes like Caesar, Rankin, and Matty Srama. Um, just their enthusiasm and and that drags guys like Scotty Prince around. I think yeah. he's starting to turn his form around. Also. Just all, um, all all Caesar, I reckon. And Sharama had a, a good game, his best game for the season probably too. But like Caesar, he's I mean, yeah, he's you can clearly see he's a catalyst for everything that's good that's happened for them. Because ever since he started off, they probably won like what, what three or four, three or three five, or five, I think. And one yeah. of those was a golden point loss to the Tigers. So. Yeah, yeah. Bird, uh, Miles, and Harrison all backed up for the Titans superbly. They were, you know, three of the best performers on the night uh, for the. The Titans, but geez, what can you say about the Knights? Oh, just sorry, one last thing on the Titans. Um, you know, we've given him some flack, you know, over the last season or so, but and you know, I'd probably continue to harp on about Jamal Idris's weight, but he ate my harp. Yeah, that's what I said on, on Twitter. I said he looks like Buster Rhymes ate Biggie Smalls. Like, there's even an article um, online in in one of I think it might have been the Telegraph or something. Yeah, about people making fun of his weight and they've they've queried the Titans about it but they, they're saying he had a hamstring issue yeah well that's that, that's, that, that's and not he hasn't been out of train properly okay he's exploded what's he's, he eating I reckon he's cracked the fucking code because remember a couple of years ago the whole thing was he'd go up to holiday have holidays in like you know Forster or wherever he's, you know, yeah. wherever he's from Foster I should say fucking um, and been talking long yeah, it's funny my family's all from around that region they fucking kill me for calling it Forster Foster and he'd be smacking the um, the Devon and tomato sauce sandwiches. Which he does love. He should be an ambassador. Cracked, I reckon since he's set up the Gold Coast, I reckon he's fucking cracked the code and figured out how to deep fry them or bread them up and, you know, <laughs> dip them in egg and then deep fry those things. I wouldn't put it past him. Which would be delicious. Make no mistake about it. But you're a professional athlete. You act accordingly, you know. Now. Yeah, I, I reckon you should try one of them. Give yourself a heart attack. That'd be fucking delicious, eh? What a way to go. <laughs> Well, after you finish your diet, we'll go. We'll, we'll have one. We'll have one for dinner next week before the show. We'll do <laughs> a full report. <laughs> the Knights are really bad at rugby league. Yeah, they are. You'd think they got a shit, shithead Gronk coach at the helm, wouldn't you? And you their can't fans, even blame Gidley. Their fans deserve better. They're losing games like this at home and and really not competing. How long before fucking Tinkler just chops them up and puts them on the? He's buffet? got it in his game, man. It's, I'm wondering. I don't know. Like he's probably he's he's far more a passionate. Knights fan than he you know than he is for any other sport that he's yeah. currently bought out in the Hunter region. He throws a tanny though. He knows how to throw a tanny. He can, a tanny. can throw the toys out of the pram. Yep. I just wonder if one of those toys is going to be a you know 
A stuffed night. Fluffy. A fluffy night. It's possible. He could be shipped off. Now, Twitter. Angry Ando 77. Darius Boyd, typical Queenslander. Only plays good for the Maroons. Hash Gronk. Tiger underscore Benji. The Titans were the only team on display tonight that aren't bottom four material, but only just. Big Dan, 1985, long-suffering Knights fan. So I thought top four would be a stretch, but top eight slash competitive finish would have been acceptable this year, dot, dot, dot. At Devon Head. Of course, the Red Vs came in to get their two cents in. Would hate to be the first Bennett coach side to miss the semis in 20-odd years. <laughs> Berkeley underscore Eagles. Newcastle Knights are, be- are beyond a hashing decline tag. <laughs> it's probably fairly true too. Yeah, they are going very, very ordinary. At the and uh, Devon Head's come back in again and said, Newcastle have nothing. No attack, no defence, and an empty buffet after Tinkle goes to town on it. Uh, Cambo96 Breaking news The TV show Idris is going to star in Is the Australian version Of Man vs. Food <laughs> And then he's going to be A contestant on The Biggest Loser Yeah And Garbs1985 Luke O'Dwyer Couldn't catch syphilis From a Las Vegas hooker <laughs> I bet he could <laughs> And as he's slagging Off his own team Who've actually given him Some joy over the last month Settle down Andrew French91 Nate Miles looks like A big midget Midget proportion head And yeah We've covered his dwarfism in, yes. in detail in the past. He is uh, he's a fucking Tyrion Lannister, if I've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> Nate Miles always pays his debts. Now, let's move along <laughs> to the next game. <laughs> see, I think I made a crack about that last last year. But see, now you've, now you've caught up on Game of Thrones. Now you know what I'm saying. Yeah. See, <laughs> I know stuff. I watch shows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, where are we? Saturday. St. George Illawarra Dragons, 14, defeated the Parramatta Eels, 12, down at Cogra, in front of a appalling crowd of uh, just under 13,000 people. Shit fans. Totally shit fans. They don't cross the whatever it is to get from wherever they are to there. <laughs> <laughs> they don't cross the patch of dirt required. I think it was about 25 less fans than they got at uh, Campbelltown. It's just, it's, it's hard to know, um... It's hard to know what the you know where these St George fans live. I mean, because they're scattered all over the entire coast, New yes. South Wales from Sydney down. Okay, they could get into a car. Well, you know, possibly they, together. They could, and they drive it off a fucking cliff. I mean, get to the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll, yeah. well, you know what you said first time. Dragons. Their fourteen points came from tries to Brett Morris and a double to Kyle Stanley. Cat in the hat was one from three on the conversions. The Parramatta Eels, they got tries to Casey Maguire and Matt Ryan. Luke Burt, 100%, two from two. Well, so close for the Eels. When things aren't working for Parra, they really aren't working for them. Yep. It's very reminiscent. Remember they had that stretch of golden point games last season, late yeah. last year? Same, I mean, it's like, it's like they, find, they find a way to lose when they seem like they've got it in hand. And the try that they conceded, the second of Stanley's try to go behind in the game it was you know it was very chancy it was lucky barely got a you know like he bare, almost held up kind you of thing. say but that still. but there was an opportunity for Chris Sandow to try and make a tackle on the line yeah and he went for a shoulder charge as Sandow does on the line yeah as he does no confidence in his arms working <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they work yeah I don't I'd, know I mean you know with his missed tackle count would say no <laughs> I just I just question that decision for a guy that's had his commitment, uh, you know, put into question over the last month or so. He's played some reggies. You would think that he'd, he'd go into it with a, an all-out all sort of approach. 
Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't seem to be like he doesn't seem to be someone that responds to criticism. He seems to go the other way. Clearly not. So, um, despite I'd, the win, I think St George is still a, a shell of the sides they've been for the past few seasons. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely are. Um, they can obviously turn it on in patches and show glimpses of, of you know what they and, they and they did fairly well towards the latter stages of this game in becoming the grinding St George size to get themselves into position to you know they almost scored a try over on the the left hand side of the field a couple of minutes before they ultimately scored what was the match winning try. Um, so they can they can do it, but they certainly can't do it consistently. And but let's not forget minutes. that. The last, uh, the last, well, one of the last plays of the game. Sorry, um, Parramatta put a kick up, and one of the oncoming chases was taken out by Kyle Stanley, and no penalties given. And yep. It was one of the most blatant acts of, you know, taking outism that you've ever seen. And the referees a foul play. And like Harrigan's then come out since and said, yes, they should have got a penalty for it. And so that would have been what probably ten, fifteen meters in from touchline. You know, they take it back. They would have kicked the goal. I mean, Luke Burson, you know, reasonable. He's got his. Goals. He's got some. Uh, Problems kicking goals to tie games up, take them into Golden Point. It's true. If they had got to Golden Point, they probably would have won it too because the Dragons haven't had, <laughs> haven't had a lot of fun with Golden Point in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, unfortunately, could the have Eels, been telling a very different story of this game. Yeah, they. I mean, yeah, and the Eels played. I mean, it was a scrappy game. None of the teams, you know, showered themselves in glory at all. But in a grinding kind of mistake-riddled game, the Eels did look, you know, the better side. Just couldn't keep it going. They couldn't score enough points, obviously, to reflect the you know the, the way the way they they didn't dominate the game, but the upper hand they had throughout the game, and when it came down to it, St George was good enough in the end. Exactly. Para Steve, new rule: Para lose by six or less, we get a point. <laughs> I'll back that. Uh, Mister Bowles, sad little indictment as to where his club's at at the moment. Uh, Mr. Bowles, one of the only tweets that we can actually read out because like there's just too much fucking editing involved reading his tweets out, but in this one. It's not full. It's every second word isn't a C bomb. So, a definite penalty to the Para Eels, not awarded right at the death. So far, so good. Makes me LOL. Hash suck it, Para. Hash eat my asshole. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck it. He never used to be that angry. He's got some serious issues in your life, uh, Mr. Bowles. You need He's to have from a Lithgow. He's been spending too much time at the pub. <laughs> at Aussie 11198. Did I just hear the commentator call that Chris Sando, Jamie Sando, before the game even started? Fuck, they're horrible. Hash, fire them all. <laughs> and that's not the only mistake that was made this weekend either, no. as people point out to us. Jeremy underscore Jack 01. Poor Nathan Hindmarsh must have been devastated after that game, and then he had to go and talk to Ben Iken. <laughs> Hash, Tigers in decline. <laughs> and uh, Aussie11198 back again. Said, once again, proving... Well, actually, no, that's not even fucking... I'll cut that off, because that's the wrong game. Okay, moving along to Sunday, 2 o'clock game. The Penrith Panthers, 22, defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 4. A crowd of just under 12,000 people out there at Centibet. And the points went as follows. Penrith, they got tries to Brad Ty, Luke Lewis, Jeff Daniela and Lockie Coote. Luke Walsh was 3 of 4 on the conversions. And Manly, single try to Dean Vare. And a conversion was missed by Jamie Lyon from right out wide in touch. Slowly turning their form around, the, the Panthers. Uh, I think the the Jennings and also the Luke Lewis captaincy situation, which we didn't really mention in the news. But yeah, well, I thought we'd mention it now because I mean it's probably more. Yeah, it looks appropriate. I don't think that's to the captaincy for the Origin period, and then it'll get it back. Yeah, 
But, you know, everything coming out of there is like, you know, him saying, like, I'm pissed off about it. Like, yeah. he's super pissed off. So the effects of that could be felt, you know, in the long run. You'd think that they need to be resolved if they're going to get the most out of their season. They're two of their most influential, highest played and best players. See, Jennings being in the side would be a good thing for them as far as, like, attack if he was switched on. But I honestly think that the players, as a group, are kind of shunning him. And that's why, and that's where it's you know it's sort of come from. And then the coach has obviously seen that, and he's seen him as more of like you know like a you know a grain of sand in the vagina of Penrith. <laughs> and um, they've removed it, you know. And uh, they certainly. Think, it seems that Luke Lewis is on Team Jennings, though. You'd think he would be, but it's clear. Well, you know, it's it's not. You know, it's his form is not. You know, his form hasn't dropped at all. He's great in origin. He's been good for them in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, I mean, as a whole, they're playing. You know, the Penrith are playing better, and I don't. I wouldn't go so far as saying they're playing well, but they're playing like they're definitely like more committed. Like the attitude around the, you know, the entire side across the full, you know, length of a game appears to be more committed. Um, Tim Grant, he was the he was the thing. His return from injuries is being the catalyst for Penrith's form reversal, and yeah, I also want to give special mention also to. Uh, Dane Weston, he's been killing it as well. Yeah. Tim Grant was one that really stood out to me. Yeah, definitely. Sensational. He was head and shoulders, uh, the best forward on the field. And what do you got to say about Manly, mate? They're way off their game. Yeah, people are, people are really, like, <clears throat> they're fucking going off like it's the end of the world or something, and I just don't understand why. I mean, it was smack bang in the middle of origin period. It's Manly in decline. <clears throat> we had origin players backing up, and for once... We actually have, you know, we're actually paying an origin price. I mean, because we've kind of gone under the radar a little bit and like what might get in, but, you know, Glenn Stewart would be overlooked and Brett Stewart would be overlooked, Jamie Lyons unavailable, that sort of thing. So, generally speaking, we haven't really had to pay a toll the last couple of years, but this year we had to pay obviously a massive toll of players. Plus, we had Wolfman injured, Kieran Foran injured, T Rex injured. So, I mean, you're talking about, you know, probably what three or four guys buggered from origin what mo went off in the 16th minute and didn't come back until like sort of midway or late in the second half Poor you tigers had two and still dominated their game what's that two origin players backing up okay so we had four origin players packing up and another three or four internationals injured yep so that's exactly the same, the so, same thing so, so it's four times four times the amount of your players yeah, we had <laughs> robbie farrow and also aaron woods it was probably still worn out from his peeling oranges, <laughs> peeling oranges on the bench. Yeah, his fingers were aching. <laughs> Steve Maddow has missed twenty weeks of football through suspension, and God knows how many more through injury. He does, he's he's rarely injured. He's rarely injured. Yeah, he's see, injured every fucking week. Do you see? This is the fucking this this is an absolute misconception. Is he, he really? Sustain, he sustains. I've said this before. He sustains a career-ending injury every single game, but he gets up, sprays a bit of the fucking Mr. Magic so he's never ice missed on any games from injury. Well, he's probably missed a couple here That's and there. Right. So he's missed 20 weeks through suspension, and God knows how many through injury. He certainly hasn't missed anywhere near the amount of games Benji's missed. Everyone wants to give Benji, you know, Benji hard time. But Steve Meadows, what Benji Marshall would have turned out like if he was left in a dumpster at birth and raised by cats. What the fuck are you talking about? Raised by fucking wild animals, like a fucking <laughs> beast that he is. <laughs> comes out and just attacks people he like a fucking thug. He absolutely is an absolute beast. Yeah, he's, and not fucking, in a good way. He's the best a beast human, like a fucking wild boar that he's just the best, runs and he's the best human tusks ever, into things. He's the best human ever made. And and quite frankly, um, that Gronk whose name escapes me, who fucking copped it, had it coming. Wow. And also notice... Danny uh, Galea. Danny Galea, that's the guy. And, and uh, yeah, 
of the famous Galeas done nothing. And uh, you I, tell I, that to the I also like Galea families in Malta, of which <laughs> there must be a fucking thousand. There's and been a hundred Galeas go through the rugby league ranks, and not one of them is related to the next. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I don't, I'm not the least bit concerned. I mean, it was a, a loss after four straight wins in smack in the middle of Origin. We're going to pay a penalty in Origin this season just because. Funny, Tigers had a win guys. after four straight wins, but we'll get to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, one origin player. Two. Easy opposition. Two. Aaron, Aaron Woods did not play a fucking minute of that game. Did you see his warm-up? He may as well have played three games that night. <sighs> Do you idea? Those Would twisty I- things where they're running across field and they're crossing their legs over and twisting their hips. Fucking Jesus. So what, you're saying, so what you're saying is he was more dancing with the stars. Sorry? So he was more dancing with the stars. He may have been wearing tap shoes at the time. Except for the fact he's not a star. <laughs> well, neither are any of the people on Dancing with the Stars, I might add. That's, but that's another story. That's true. He's probably a dead set winner. <laughs> but yeah, it's strange. I mean, it's Penrith, I think that they, I don't know if the you know the clocks are broken out out west that way or they can't afford them. You know, calendars are hard to come by. I think they think they won the grand final. I just, <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite sure where it comes from, but I mean, you know, maybe everyone likes to beat the defending premiers and everything. But at the end of the day, like you know, not a lot to crow, not a lot to crow about in Penrith, mate. It's true. Have you ever been to Penrith? No, no, I haven't. And I don't, Never I, once been to Penrith. No, no, I don't care. To, I don't care. To, I don't think I've ever been west of Parramatta, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, yes, I have. No, I mean, well, Homebush is out further west, but yeah. You ever been to Campbelltown? No. Oh, for fuck's sake. Haven't you got an educational tour? And the only time I'll ever Courtesy go... Courtesy of yours truly. The only time I'll ever go to Campbelltown is when I'm going to sample the, the delights at the Waminda Bakery. And that is a, a cracking bakery. I'm 91 Waminda... It's, it's on Wiminda Avenue. Avenue. Everyone knows Campbell where that Town. is. And try those earthquake cookies. Oh, Fucking earthquake cookies are sensational. I could eat my own body weight in them. This is a free plug too. We're not, we're not even sponsored by them, except apart from the fact that we've, we tried some earthquake cookies once. Yeah. Sensational. And, and we'll do again if they get sent up again. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to put people <laughs> on the spot. No, no, but I mean, you know... It's you know still, but if you're a baker that specialises in earthquake cookies... Still got my address where they were sent last time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah... So yeah, that's 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 the best thing about Campbelltown. Now let's go on to Twitter. NS Bear China. I hear they're going to make a Steve Maddow role, soft center, filled with custard. Surely that's fucking uh, Chris Lawrence role. Oh fucking please! I mean, I mean that'd yeah. be like a fucking ten-week-old crusty bread roll. It'd be hard as nails. You know what I reckon it'd be? It'd be like a jam and cream donut covered in walnuts. <laughs> That's what it'd be, <laughs> or covered in Maltese or something to something to make it fucking lumpy as hell. Um, NS Bear China, Bears win, Manly lose. I've got no side in the NRL, but I'll take the rare victory. Hashtag is in decline. And uh, Nigel Bridgen's back again. Um, how could anyone be happy about Manly losing? That's like cheering for the drowning of a bag of kittens. Disgraceful. <laughs> Fucking, that's probably tweet of the year, in my opinion. Uh, Nita Beta has said, Why are Manly so complacent? Eels, tits, and now this? Why can we only stand up in big games? You know, I've got a theory on that. Attitude in decline. What's that? I've got a theory on that. You know how, like, Manly, the area, like the people, inhabitants of the area, and also the fans of the rugby league team. Here we go. Very much elitist. They put themselves up on a fucking pedestal. We're men of the people. Sorry? Men and women of the people. You are not. You're pompous prats. <laughs> and you put yourselves up on a pedestal like you're better than everyone else. And I think that's what your football team's doing. Oh, Lord, it's and hard to be humble. the fact that they're losing <laughs> to these shithouse teams and putting themselves up on a... They think they're better than everyone. 
So I reckon, they, may not they may, may not win another game this season. I reckon it's more. I reckon it's more. Yeah, uh, decline. Clearly not. Four games, four wins in a trot. There's no fucking decline there. Now, uh, yeah, there is. If you're winning and then you lose, that's a decline, you idiot. If we <laughs> By lose, very like, definition. If, if we lose like six games in a row, like the Tigers did, maybe we can start talking no, about it was five. Oh, was it? And that was a mini slump. That was clearly Asterisk. Twitter. Twitter has spoken. Don't, don't forget it trended. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, honest, I honestly think it's just like it's like an extension of of, of Hook's coaching philosophies. Toby just rests the teams against the teams they're not going to face in the finals anyway. And because when it comes down to the end of the season and we've lost to the Eels and we've I lost did love your tweet about Manly being the Robin Hoods in the NRL. Exactly. Magnificent. Exactly. Magnificent. We we take two points off the off the rich teams and we give them to the small teams. You're getting to the poor teams. That's that's magnificently retarded. Uh, yeah, it's anyway. the truth though. Poppers Pratts. Smash all in the teams summary. Fuck Manly. Let's move on. No, we're still going through Twitter. Ah. Michael Darren seventy nine. Sean Hampstead is giving away tries, overstocked and practically giving them away. And I think that's in reference to the second last or last pen of try. Then we've got a new, I think a new, a new listener or certainly a new contributor uh, at. Is it my friend? Doss, oh yeah, Rachel one 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 one. <laughs> I love Manly losing. It's like bacon and eggs on a Sunday morning or a cold beer after mowing the lawn. Yes. And I think that's the point where he jizzed. And Chris Wargren. Well, we're talking about this. This was, um, I think you must have tweeted this one. And it was a reply to you. Uh, yes. Oh, Gaz, the Manly Warringah Seals. You truly are the Forrest Gump of rugby league commentary. Yeah, that was me. And uh, Chris Walker's come in, and yeah, and he's he's dumped the same one that yeah, where he called Leon Fore- Leon Fore- and Leon Fulton last week as well. Unbelievable. And there were there were more through the game too, but I just couldn't put them all out there because I mean, Gaznier is truly the worst fucking sideline eye in the history of sports. You know where he's worse when he's on the panel. And he's staring straight down the gun barrel of the camera. Well, I mean, it's like and a- saying these stupid things like he's literally talking to you. And could you imagine having a conversation with someone like that in real life? Thing is, there's like the- you'd have to say to them, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Thing is, moron? those panels are moderated though. Like, there's always a guy there who's sort of leading them around when he's down the sideline with no direction, and he's got yeah. to come up with shit like you know, top of his head. That's when he truly shines and. Yeah, you know, shines in terms of fucks up. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Next Sunday game. When, when Freddie Fittler makes, you know, it looks like an absolute genius sideline eye. Yeah, yeah, you know you've got problems. <laughs> and I mean, Freddie, this is the thing, Freddie does it drunk. Like, I mean, he's all, he smashes a carton of breeze. And high, probably. He smashes a carton of breezes every game, and, and Joey quadruple drops before every game. I wouldn't and the two imagine, of those guys are far more coherent. anything different. Freddie probably has about 15 hash cookies, who knows? Yeah, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're speculating. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah, they're just smashing the edibles in the in the commentary box. Sunday, three o'clock game. West Tigers twenty six defeated the North Queensland Cowboys eighteen in front of yes, a crowd of they. just a touch over thirteen thousand. I would have thought there'd be more Westy out there, Campbelltown, but there you go. Uh, it seemed to be much bigger, but yeah, thirteen thousand not good. I mean, usually when teams make up numbers, I mean they kind of make up what they what it feels like. So I'm surprised they didn't return. Most of them probably went to Campbelltown Highlight Me and adjusted it down yeah. wrongly. There's <laughs> probably eighteen thousand there. Oh, you know, when they adjusted down, when they took out the marks, they probably marked it. They probably marked it the way it should have been marked in <laughs> Campbelltown. Um, what have we got here? We've got tries too. Benji, double to Molson, which is hilarious. Lottie Takiri got a try. He got on the board. Is that his hat trick for the year? I think it is. I think he's got a hat trick of tries for the 2012 season. Change that season. website. No, because he hasn't quite managed it in a single game yet. And Benji, four of four from the boot. And he grabbed a penalty goal as well. And the North Queensland five Cowboys. Five five, eh? Benji Marshall. Five goals from five attempts. When you're scoring them all in, in close like that, it's very easy. The Tigers have been very charitable in the way they've been scoring their, their uh, points lately. 
I mean, they're keeping him to that 10 metres either side of the upright zone and uh, makes making it very easy for Benji. It's like remedial. Is it really? It's remedial goal kicking for him. Now, Cowboys, they had tries to Ash Graham, Glenn Hall, Antonio Winterstein, Thurston, three from three. And that motherfucker can curl it from the sideline. Let me tell you. Bend it like JT. He can bend it like JT. He can kick it from the, the corner post, as we've seen. Magnificent Fucking player. sensational. He's a true goal kicker to which all goal kickers would like to aspire. That's right. Unfortunately, you only get two points for goals. Not enough to beat the Tigers on this day. Yeah, well, you know, you can have, you can say your piece first. Heard a funny story about uh, JT. What's that? Um, an unnamed source who's uh, quite close with him mm-hmm. actually uh, said he was he was talking to him not all that long ago, and he asked him, you know, what's what's his most hated ground to play at? Yeah, he said Campbelltown. Why? Apparently they hose down the sheds. <laughs> Pack of fucking Westy pricks. <laughs> hose down the sheds. He said, no matter where you go on the field, if you're running out or running back in or going in to pick up the fucking ball or kick a goal, they're screaming shit at you. They're all pigs. They fucking throw shit. <laughs> and this is a guy that has to play half the games each season in Townsville. <laughs> exactly. He's compl- oh, or he's lauded as God. <laughs> Campbell- Campbelltown truly must be hell on earth then if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the Tigers still own the Cowboys. So. It's the way it's, you said it. And their kids. You called it. Um, how about the Cowboys record in Sydney? It's like, Fucking 14 from 15 or something they've lost? It's even worse. I think it's 16, isn't it? Wow. Like it's shit. Yeah, really, really bad. So unless they finish top four and jag a home final and then maybe another final a home Suncorp, region or something like that if they get the, yeah. If, they yeah. could be fucked. They've got to turn that around. And that, and that's it's been it's been much like that for the entire history of the club though too. I mean, some years are worse than others. Obviously, the last couple of years have been, you know, particularly bad. But um, they've always been a, you know, is it the distance? I don't know. Yeah, I, it's, it's not that fucking far. It's not that like they're traveling you know, to Siberia. But, but, but you see, like New Zealand. I mean, they're probably similar similar travel time. Would it be like New Zealand? It's not like they're traveling to the wall, Nathan. Yeah, well, that's true too. Not that far. Robbie Farrow, what a fucking warrior! Knocked out senseless twice in <laughs> twice in the game. <laughs> no, he played well. He's an Origin player. Cut a cut that he almost bled to death from. Still continued to play. I think for after the game, I. I was talking to the Tigers' doctor, and he said he had 85 stitches in his face. I mean, he set 15 blood. 85 stitches 15 in his nose. liters of blood put back into him after the blood loss. Terrible. Yeah. Most people have just passed out and died on the field. Robbie Farrar continues to play, contributes to a magnificent victory for the Tigers. He contributed a lot more if he figured out how to put a fucking ball down over the try line, though. There is an element to his game where he might need a bit of work. It is placing the ball down when he's trying to score a try. Selfishness. At the moment, I mean, these, these selfishness. These, these quarterback sneaks are a bit selfish in the first place. If you can't, if you're going to do that, you've got to fucking score the try. Yes. Otherwise, you do fucking blind a tackle. You know, sometimes it can be a blind end of the count as a handover. It Get would it seem down. that uh, cost New South Wales victory and and you know cost West Tigers valuable for and against. Dallas Johnson's thigh is about as hard as the rest of Dallas Johnson, with the exception of his one cauliflower ear, <laughs> which I wouldn't imagine is very hard at all. <laughs> I would imagine that's more spongy. Like in texture. Oh, show you. Remind me. I have to show you a cauliflower ear from the UFC on the weekend. It was saw fucking it. Fucking disgusting. Saw it. Oh my fucking god! I nearly vomited. It was so it's disgusting. Ridiculous. Oh, it's foul. <laughs> I just like want to get like a Stanley the- knife and just go. Pfft. 
It's like he had a scrotum on the side of his head yeah. <laughs> instead of an ear. Fucking disgusting. Let me tell you, I had a customer, right? Yeah. This is a, a sideline story, talking about a scrotum on the side of his head. I had this customer when I first started at the job that I just finished up today, right? Bit of a dickhead? No. Okay. Ball sack head. Yeah. Or nut sack head, as I like to call him. Right. He had an unfortunate growth just under his left ear. Yeah. And it was literally like a like a bag, yeah. like a little testicle, you know, fucking On his ball head sack. or attached to his ear? Just under on his head, yeah, under like on the side of his cheek, back towards his where his ear is, right? Okay, and it's just hung there, and he's talking away, and it's wobbling away, diddle, 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 just saying it's like a little speed ball. You could have went diddle, 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 and I'm going. The first time he ever came in, he sat down, introduced himself, and I'm sitting there, I'm trying to get, I can't take my eyes off this fucking thing. It's like, oh my, he may as well have had a neon sign on his head. Yeah. The most hideous thing I've ever seen. And he'd come in every other day. Yeah. With nutsack on his head. When's the last time you saw this guy? I haven't seen him for years now. Yeah. Could someone please pull him aside? Why wouldn't you get it chopped off? Well, eventually he did. I didn't see him for ages. Come in. Still hideously ugly. Minus a nutsack on his head. Did you say, like, what happened to your your, your secondary No, I, I couldn't bring it up. I couldn't do it to myself. But put it anyway. That's a a story that you know we got a little bit off track there. Could we go to Twitter? No, I'm definitely not going to go to Twitter yet. When the game is on the line, the best player in the world delivers. Who? Benji Marshall. We should call him the Stork. Tim Lalton. Oh, had two match winners in. As far as I could tell, he was the two match winners in two weeks. You can't complain about Tim Lalton at the moment, other than he's. Poor general playing every other facet of the game. <laughs> Still a bit sketchy under the high ball, but he's turning his season around. Like a true Tiger champion. Well, he scored more tries than Lottie scored in two seasons in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I think Benji might be at that point in his career where he only has to, where he has to rely on factors other than speed to get him through games, but like his goal kicking perhaps. Uh, he got run down by James Tamo. <laughs> yeah, that's going on the highlight reel of embarrassing shit. I think if he had backed himself, and Benji, you know, did put up with the flu. Most people would have just died from it. He just continued to play professional rugby league. Um, I think that may have been I think if he had have stuck with it, he probably would have, Tommy might have run out of gas. But ben, he, ben, as Gould said, Benji flinched. He thought he was <laughs> going to get him. and uh, Which just shows an unconfident player and, and probably someone who's not even up to first grade stand if they're not going to back themselves in a sprint against a massive world, Bar none. Uh, if... Tamo's challenge on Benji was put on report, and it was. Um, how Adam Blair has escaped scrutiny every week for doing yeah. exactly the same thing. So Maybe you're, not attacking the legs of the player. So as a Tigers fan, you're, you're, you're saying that uh, there's nothing in it? Which one? Tamo. Oh, no, you can't attack the leg, legs of a kicker. You can't do it. He clearly did that. Man. You can't argue with that. I don't agree with Benji's <sighs> reaction to it, but you cannot do that. He attacked the legs of the kicker. Fucking origin people getting slammed like that all the time. Fucking Cherry Evans copped a, copped a couple like that. Not even a penalty for it. That's Tamo. Yeah, I'm Benji, not saying that ben, makes it right. Benji I'm spat it shouldn't out, be done. Benji spat out his maxi pad and had a fucking sook about it and tried to muscle up like he was going to ever have a chance in fucking in fisty cuffs with Tamo. 
The fact of the matter is, if you're going to do that shit, he didn't get it. He didn't turn his back on him. He didn't if drop you're going to do that shit, do it against him. nafty players like Steve Maddow and the like. He just, right? ta- he just Don't tackled him. do it against him. the best player in the world. He just tackled him. He used his arms. Nothing in it. Uh, he's an asset not, to the game. He's even, an asset to the human race. Not even a penalty. You can't go attacking his legs like that when he's he's defenseless. He's kicking a ball probably further than anyone on earth has ever kicked a ball before. Come on, he's, com- he was he's committed. Been, he having his legs attacked. He was committed to the tackle. He actually tackled. He didn't like drop his shoulder or turn his back and try and like just barrel him over cheaply. He just went to complete a tackle that he was committed to. Nothing in it. And the judiciary is found the same. So good work, judiciary, for the first time in your goddamn lives. Benji, sit down and don't think you can fucking step to someone like Tamo. He fucking destroy you. And should. He probably would, but if you got your knee in his chest and you're punching him in the face or flicking him in the jaw. Punching, is that what he calls it? <laughs> Clearly, he's not fucking sparring with Robbie. I mean, although the news reports would have us think otherwise. Well. The ones he was putting on Mitchell Pierce's chin would indicate that he can throw them. I mean, and <laughs> yeah, because Mitchell Pierce didn't do anything except laugh, and then laughed even harder when the trial was called back. <laughs> well, I tell you what, if Ronald McDonald and Hamburglar were standing within five feet, he would have went fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can we do Twitter now? Absolutely. Tiger Balm 05, he surfaced after many, many legend. Legend. I love. Well, him. I would call him a legend because um. I'd call him a fucking cat, actually, because he only turns up when the Tigers win. Uh, I can't believe Utah is a viable last play option. That works. Oh, lulls. Manly Seagulls losing to Penrith. Top weekend. Hey, Nate. Look at this fucking How table, bitch. How good is Utah going? It's his career renaissance. I mean, he's actually going to have a career. His career is going to outlast Lottie's. Who would have thought that? That's not going to happen. I mean, when Lottie gets released, Utah will get all, eat up all that money and get an upgraded contract the way he's going at the I'll moment. cut off my own penis if Lottie gets released. Laws Australia, another cat who's been away from Twitter for a while. <laughs> That's the kind of day that gets me back to Twitter. Hash Manly in decline, hash Tigers are back, hash have a week off Matai, you cheat. Garbs, 1985. False optimism on the back of a referee-influenced win, hash Tigers in denial. That guy's cockhead. He speaks, he speaks a lot of sense, though. Uh, Math Club NZ. I don't know if we've seen Math Club NZ come at us before on Twitter. No. Nice what is it? Math Club? Math Club is in, like, you know, yeah, like mathematics. As in club. 2 plus 2 equals 7. Yeah, something in like New that. In New Zealand, it does. Yeah. Nice to see Tamo's grubbery showing, like, the little Aussie, in quotes, grub he truly is. Hash Cherbro, hash traitor, hash tigers in decline. So he was actually slagging Tom over then. It's like he's just jumped in to slam a fake New Zealander. Yeah. Just to do it. Uh, Fred Hollows. Just like Benji, man. <laughs> Benji Bush, Marshall did. At Bush Lemon. He's just going, uh, hash manly in decline, hash tigers in decline, hash this week in decline. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man. Sensational. The Chapo 82. H for 5 8 is a masterstroke. This is a, this will warm your heart. Hash new Fitzhenry. Hash Tigers in decline. Hash free the magpies. Fuck you, chap. And Big Dan, nineteen eighty five. How dare you compare Blake H with Daniel Fitzhenry? <laughs> Big Dan is uh, he's given us an update of the uh, VB New South Wales Cup. The Tigers, nineteen oh eight eighty eight, defeated the West Magpies sixteen. And so he said, "Hey, instead of Tigers in decline, it's Magpies in decline." <laughs> wow. Monday Night Footbitch, the Canterbury Bulldogs 30, defeated the Sydney Roosters 12. A crowd of just over 11,000 people in an Allianz Stadium, and the points went as follows. The Doggies, they had a try to Frank Pritchard. You know what I hate? What's that? That stupid fucking Doggies thing that Bray Ryan invented. Yeah. It goes around, though. Everybody does it. It's so annoying. You remember years ago when that footy show had that stupid That's Gold thing where... 
Everyone Rock haggling it. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. They still thing. do. People still do that. Little kids and stuff. Get, Why? I don't know. Get some. What? This is fucking stupid. Yeah. And the other I week, the Tigers ran out. It's funny. Yeah. Doggy. The other week, the Tigers ran out and they had, I don't know if it was one of their um, junior sides, SG Balls or Harold Matz or whatever it might have been. Yeah. And these kids are there representing the club. Yeah. And they're all turning around the camera going, doggie, doggie. What the fuck are you doing, you morons? And this is for your guys. For the Tigers. When they weren't even playing the doggies or anything. There's nothing doggies no, anyway. and they're turning around as the first grade team's running out and they're supposed to be like high-fired and going, and what a great experience this is because we've played that well and worked really hard and we're junior representative players for the West Tigers, uh, Harold Matthews or SG whatever. Ball or whatever yeah. it might have been. And they're turning around to the camera going, doggies, doggies, fucking idiots. Wake up to yourselves, you dickheads. You little fucking 10-year-old dickheads. Fuck me, dead. <laughs> so, what we're up to... If Jackson did that, I'd kick him in the nuts. <laughs> okay, doggies. Doggies. <laughs> they got their points through. Um, I'm going to go through the, the... I'll save the best to last. They had uh, Frank Pritchard got a try. David Stagg got a try. Jonathan Wright, of all fucking idiots, got two tries. Kristen Inu, Captain Snooze got a double and very close to getting... He also set up one of those other tries, plus he almost scored another one himself, and he got three of six on the conversion, so he's a bit shit on the conversion. Could you imagine if Captain Snooze had got a hat-trick in his debut game for the Bulldogs? <laughs> Before Lottie went... On the same the same weekend, Lottie got his third for the year. Um, <laughs> Unbelievable. And uh, the Roosters, let's go quickly through their points. They had a try to the count, Anthony Minicello. Uh, Mitchell Pierce got one as well. And Asta, two of two on the goals for their 12 points. Well, that's the, the story from this game is quite simply, Kristen Inu has a... Uh, I'm not going to... We're not going no dose yet. No. We've made this mistake in the past. Yeah. We've we've made this He's mistake. toyed with us. He's toyed He's with us. He's teased us. He's made us think he that we actually going to do something. He showed a little bit of cleavage before and then we've realized that he doesn't have breasts. Exactly. Um, or, not even fake ones. Well, they're and they were a little bit hairy. Yeah, but you know what? What a debut for his new club! What a way to ingratiate himself and decide. Um, first half, he was all over it. I mean, setting up tries, kicking goals, scoring tries, fucking just killing it. Basically, his career performance. Absolutely. I mean, the highlight reel in that game. Some people <laughs> might say that his career performance was in the finals last season, but I would say that. You would. I would definitely say that. But this was his career game. Not just him, but also Jonathan Wright, who's also one of the biggest nufties in the NRL. Yep. Uh, those two look like fucking immortals. Just how bad are the Roosters? What were the Roosters doing? Because they actually got out to a fairly decent lead. They got like 12-4 or something at one stage, and they're actually looking yeah. like fairly in control. Well, then Mitchell the- Pearce looked like he was on fire early and then yeah. disappeared. Yeah, and then the dog scored a try uh, probably a couple minutes before halftime, then won immediately on halftime as well, just to snatch a 14-12 lead uh, going into halftime. And in the second half, you know, shut the gate. Yeah, the, the Chooks really looked good in some of the earlier exchanges. I thought um, when he came onto the field, Boyd Cordner was really good. Um, young Takarangi and also letters, they all made good contributions in, in various facets. But when the dogs kicked up a gear with, with a bit of, on the back of a bit of possession, mm-hmm. the Roosters were no hope of going with them. They just kicked away and it, the Roosters dropped their heads and Bulldogs had their way with them. Yep, pretty much. It was an impressive attacking performance from the dogs. Um, having said that, I think to the Roosters... In those couple of good patches that they did put together, they exposed some frailties early on that I think the dogs will still need to work on. But um, 
I think the dogs will, as the season rolls on, they'll become more of an elite side in the comp. Um, Desi's really getting the most out of a lot of those guys that weren't really otherwise high performance last season. Um, and also with the new additions of guys like uh, James Graham um, and Josh Reynolds' development again, he's, he was great. Uh, he's got a fair bit to work with there. Yeah, and the Ottoman, of course, omitted from the side, but uh, in the uh, New South Wales Cup, he uh, killed s- it, scored some tries. He christened in, he it. And kicked the match-winning field goal. So clearly he's uh, he's still knocking on the door, I'd like to think. Well, Desi's a bigger gronk than I, than I say. He smashed it all down, threw it at Desi and said, that's how it's done, bitch. Exactly, exactly. So you can have your captain snooze, I'll raise that shit with a field goal. <laughs> in in a lesser competition. <laughs> all right. Twitter, Rev Sunny 101 Captain Snooze must have got some gear from Ben Cousins. He looked pretty awake to me. <laughs> Make me a sandwich. Inglis knocks it on. Equals try. Minicello knocks it on. Equals a knock on. Hash. Ref in the nut sucking. Queensland 1. New South Wales 0. The unique 180. Great game, doggies. Captain Snooze has awoken. We'll take him. Barber is still a genius. Not that far behind Slater tonight. Isn't it good when players that we've dubbed with a nickname? It becomes their nickname. The actual, yeah. When we just get bombarded with stuff when they do something? Yeah. Like last year, grand final day, Ottoman scores a try in the grand final. Yeah, yeah. And it's just <laughs> Twitter explodes. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And actually, just while you're mentioning that, uh, Rochow. Resigned. He resigned to the end of 2014 uh, to the Knights. So One hopefully, of the most misplaced mascots ever in the history of rugby league. He is going to get his chance, and when he does, we're going to say we called it like five years ago. <laughs> that's how <laughs> that's how good we are. Um, but yeah, year of a panther. Daly just said this will be Inu's standard at the Bulldogs. So two tries every game, Laurie. Hash, watch out, Lottie. Yeah, these commentators are fucking imbeciles. Quite frankly. Ray Hadley's not a young man. No, he's not. Not at all. And I fear for the future of rugby league commentary in this country. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's left in the hands of uh, Ryan Field and Laurie Daly. Uh, if Jason Costigan... Andy Raymond can't do d- it all. Sorry? He can't do it all. He cannot do it all. There's and too he many might games. have to... He, you know, we're heading down a dangerous path here. I think Jason Costigan... Could be, you know, pulled out of Queensland Parliament. Well, let's see how he goes. I mean, you know, he's tied up for the next couple of years. I wonder. I wonder. He's tied up. I'm for not looking time. forward to a, a commentary team of Jason Costigan, Ben Iken, Mark Gaznia, um, Freddie on the sideline, Fred, Fred Fittler <laughs> on the sideline. <laughs> My goodness. But on the flip side though I would love to see every game commentated by a double act of Joey and Freddie it'd be that, a laugh a minute because that game they did I forget what it was the late late last season the second Friday night game they did it was the, the bookie brawl night whatever the second game that night was yeah that was shit was hilarious and it made the game the game was crap but it actually made the game their commentary alone made the game better um, now back on track here DJ X Plane Anasta's really going to the Tigers next year Hash Tiger's future in decline, <laughs> and I'd have to agree to. And that's the start. He's looking, he's a shadow of the player that booted the extra time, uh, that built the field goal to put him into extra time in the finals uh, the other year. Yeah, I'd like to say he's heads already up. at the Tigers, but oh, fucking hell, he looks wo- ho- oh, woeful at the moment. Yeah, 
Uh, and our, our the Twitter account that we haven't actually mentioned yet that's popped up in the last week, at Tigers in Decline. Yeah, that guy's a cock. Inu was due to come up diamonds. Starting next week, we'll see rocks, 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 second grade. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. That's the tweet of the game, actually. That's the funniest thing that dickhead's ever said. Curtis. At Year of a Panther, <laughs> Booper has been enormous yet again tonight. Hash NIB in decline. <laughs> 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 Fucking outstanding. <laughs> Tigers in decline comes back. Can you imagine the fallout if BJ Leilua and Robert Louis went out trying to pick up? They'd paint the town red, literally. Oh. <laughs> Freako 9, Captain Snooze, hash revelation of 2012. Calm down. Jesus. No, Easy no, Tiger. No, 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 no. Easy Turbo. GT351 underscore Johns. Lucky no one's hit the snooze button tonight so far for Captain Snooze. Good effort so far, except for his martial like kicking. And then we got finally. Michael Darren 79 the sleeping giant has awoken and no I'm not talking about Australian soccer I'm talking about Kristen Inu Australian soccer what these Canterbury fans are so fucking hardcore on, on Inu's nuts aren't they I mean they've just they've adopted him so quickly just let's see how you go after a couple of weeks of rocks you should have a word to some para fans or some Warriors fans before you get too carried away they've all been there before Previews for round 13, are we up to? Yes. Kicking off Friday Night Football, the match of the round. The mighty Manly Seagulls getting a rare Friday night game against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. So, I'll have to stream this one, this bad boy up, because it'll be live in New South Wales, and no doubt we'll have to watch a Queensland Gronk Fest up here in Queensland. I would imagine you will. So, Matai is out. Dean Vare takes his place uh, in the centres, which Capable is... Capable uh, replacement. Fine by me. He's been sensational lately, Vare. Um... Kieran Foran, named to take his place in the side. Never does. Um, yeah, Wolfman still out with injury. Uh, T-Rex is uh, meant to be out for a couple of weeks, so you won't see him back. Kieran Foran really just desperately wants to be like Benji Marshall. Doesn't he? I mean, he's even become as injury prone. I mean, well, you know, I guess that means that, you know, one... Eventually he might become the second best player one, in the world. One ball did In a couple of years, one ball did it. will start calling him the, the best player in the world and he'll smack someone out in the McDonald's. I mean, I can see in the future already. Um... Dragon side, much the same as they have been, haven't they? Poor, of yeah. Uh, uh, look, the Bellins uh, out of the 17, so, I mean, whether he comes back in, I guess that's at the expense of Nathan Fiend, who's making a return. Yeah, I'd imagine Fiend will play. Um, look, the, the Eagles were fairly poor last week, but so with the Dragons, and yeah. they really, it was only a questionable refereeing decision that, uh, that got them over the line. Um Oh, look, I I can't see the Dragons winning this game. I think the Eagles will win. It'll be a fairly tight contest. The Dragons will want to improve against one of the best teams in the comp. So their defence will be on song, but uh, I think the Seagulls will probably just have a few too many points for them. Yep. I mean, despite the depleted side, as a, it's at Brookvale, B, they had the loss last week, which no doubt, which probably was a symptom of them looking forward to this game a little bit as well. Um and so, let's face it, they, they certainly won't be short of motivation to uh, turn on a good performance. And I think we've also got a buy the next week, so they'd yep. want to get a win, take the buy, everyone gets a nice mid-season break to refresh, and then you know they're back for Monday Night Football next week, uh, or the week after, against the Storm, which is uh, you know obviously you know grand final preview, perhaps. Um, moving on, so I'll say Manly. Who are they playing? Storm. Fuck, please. Now, um, maybe week 
two of the finals, <laughs> maybe <laughs> at best. Okay, now let's move on. So, so how many men are going to win by, in your opinion? Uh, Manly going to win by ten, I'd say. Eight. Okay, and the other game we have the Gold Coast Titans versus North Queensland Cowboys. This one's down at Skilled Park, and the Titans, much the same side as we've seen over the last couple of weeks, which is good. I mean, they're finally getting some stability in their lineup. Uh, downside is Idris is still there, you know, taking up uh, jerseys three, four, five, and six, but Caesar's still there to uh, keep them going forward. Cowboys form in Sydney is poor. I would imagine their form on the Gold Coast will be markedly improved uh, from that. So for that reason, I think they might uh, put a little bit of dent in the Titans' positive last few weeks. Yeah, Cowboys tend to go okay against the Titans as well, historically. Sure. And uh, yeah, certainly travelling to the Gold Coast is uh, is nothing like, you know, the, the Sydney trip. And no. the Titans, you know, they've had you know, great signs last month. But I think um, you know consistency, you know, might be something that eludes them, especially this week. And I think Cowboys will uh, get over the line. Yeah, they'll want to avenge last week's uh, loss to the Tigers and and get their season back on track. You know, which will be tough to do after such a demoralising loss. Yeah, they can't keep uh, losing to lesser teams. You know, much which like was controlled Manly. greatly by the best player in the world. Uh, but I, I just can't see the Titans having enough uh, firepower to compete with Jonathan Thurston. Okay. So the next game was a uh, 5.30 game on Saturday. The Canberra Raiders versus the West Tigers. Fuck, Tigers have, have won the lottery again and pretty much picked up a buy here. Um, Raiders gave us a touch-up not all that long ago. Yeah, but, you know, this Josh Raiders Jigen's side... Josh Jugan's been named at 5.8. Yeah, controversial. Uh, Jared Croker's still in the side. Could tell uh, Ferner was mentored by Sheens. Fucking hell. They've also thrown Ferguson into the centres... And uh, Edric's out in the wing. Make room for Newt Bowl. Just, uh, this is going to be Tigers by a million because the Raiders are fucking hopeless. I don't, I'm not even looking. I hope so. I, don't I even hope the, the Tigers, Tigers blow the cobwebs out of their attack and get a, a who, few more combat. Who were the Tigers named in 5-8 this week as a starting 5-8? Well, I would love to tell you, Nathan, but as of 5pm when I was printing this team list out, Tigers were coming soon. Yeah, I saw the uh, the email come through with the, the team. I don't have a phone anymore. I had to hand my phone back today. When you got frog marched out of your office <laughs> in the time-honored tradition of a Westy Bogan becoming unemployed, um, I'll see if I've got it because I may have um, I may have deleted it just out of habit. In, in fact, I probably I probably did, but um, let's see if I can go to the bin on my phone. You know who will know who's in the Tigers team? Who? My new friend. Oh yeah, Rachel. She will. She will. Because she's a Tigers fan like me, and we're besties. <laughs> Let me have a look here at the trash. Look in the trash. There we go. West Tigers. There it is. All right. <laughs> Galloway's going to play his 150th NRL game. There you go. There's That's the subject line. Some said he'd never make it after now, the horrible Hopawati incident. I'll click here to see the NRL team, or you could just put it in the email, you late gronks. All right. So now we're going to the West Tigers side, apparently. Or you could just go to nrl.com and look at it on there. But Yeah, well, you know, I've got it loading up here on the phone. Now it shits me? You. Yeah, well, you know, nothing new there. Um... Anything else we can look at the Canberra side? Still the same loser side that we are. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing really to speak of on the Canberra side of things. Not really. All the news will be in the Tigers team. Yeah, and the website's so slow to load. I mean, it's just, you know, just like, it's like a starting As a West Tigers member, you should be appalled. I am appalled. I'm thoroughly appalled. Oh, look at their site. My God, how long is it going to take to load up? Oh, and then we've got these thumbnails, these idiots. Fucking hell. Okay, here we go. Oh, God. Load up. Oh, just, just terrible web Seriously, design. just go fuck. 
So the coach is Tim Sheens this week. I can see that much. I don't recognise these other Imbos. It's loading up, dude. Speaking of loading up, how slow is your computer? What are you talking about? The computer's going fine. It's recording a podcast. <laughs> how slow are your skills? <laughs> okay. Molten in fullback. This is a pretty standard lineup. Blake Ashford has been named at 5'8 again. He had a wrist problem. I thought his wrist was broken. Wanker's cramp. Now, um, let's go down further and look at the bench because that's probably going to be the telling Who's thing. Who's at 5'8, Kurt? No, no, five, the 5'8 five is, uh, is Blake Ashford again. Oh, sorry, you said that. Yeah, yeah, so uh, Sirenin is in the 14, though. Zero. Murdoch, Masilla, Matt Bell, and Tom Humble, the rest of them. Now, um, what happened to old mate that they pulled out of the coal mines? Out of favour? Uh, no, he hurt. Hurt. What happened to him? Did a calf. Did a calf, did he? Hmm. Although, okay. man, that size doesn't have calves. He's got cows. Yeah. So, okay, uh, Lottie still retained his place in the side. Absolutely, as he should. Amazing. And so your centers are Bo Ryan and Chris, Ly Chris Lawrence. Otherwise... Unchanged. Pretty much unchanged. Exactly. So... You know, he'd go right at center for the West Tigers. Michael Jennings. He would. And let's face it, after they missed out on the great BJ Lua, maybe he'd be a good second option. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Tigers West, by 40. West Tigers by a million. Okay, next game. Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs versus South Sydney Rabbitohs out at ANZ Stadium. This one is uh, not going to be the viewer's choice. I can give you that tip. I think well, it's a high quality only, game, actually. actually. It's actually the only game on that night, so it, is, it will be the viewer's choice. You've got no choice, fools. Okay. I think this will be a high quality game. I don't think so. Wow. These two guys, I think they're so fucking bitter against both of them. Yeah, that that and that and the fact that they've both got you know Vuvuzela making tendencies. Sure, it's not going to be as bad as a game featuring the Knights or the Eels, but it's got it in it. Now I'm uh, I'm hoping for a great game. Um, where how do you see it going? I no, think no home ground advantage here to be had, but given that Rabbitohs play out of there as well, there's no home ground advantage for anyone because no one turns up. <laughs> So there's no one cheering, so you may as well play it in a vacuum. I'm going to go the dogs. I'm going the dogs, um, just for the simple fact that I don't think Greg Ingles can win it alone. And you'll have to. And you'll have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Burgess Probably and Taylor... Probably a close one, right. though. I think the dogs will win a fairly tight game, maybe six or eight points. Yeah, I'll back that. Okay, next game, Warriors versus Melbourne Storm. This one's at Mount Start Stadium. In uh, New Zealand, of course. You say that every week. You want to have a go at me, but things I say. Mount Starts Stadium. Mount Smart Stadium what? You don't say, you say Mount Start every week. Mount Smart Stadium. No, you don't. Yeah, you can say it now because you're conscious of it. But when you're actually <laughs> reading it out, Mount Starts Stadium. <sighs> they don't even play there every week. Gronk. <laughs> okay, so anyway. I'm going to get the upset. I'm going to tip the Warriors. Well, I'd like, given I've got a hefty, hefty amount of Warriors players in my fantasy side, I would love to see them do exceptionally well so and score tons of points. Um, but you know what? The Storm keep on keeping on and uh, they keep on rolling. There's no reason to tip against them, really. Warriors have got a good record against them. Coming off the bye, will that be a curse? You know, Storm coming off, you know, pretty much a, a an opposed training session. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still inclined to go against the Storm, to bet with the Storm, sorry. I can understand that line of thinking, but got a feeling about the Warriors. I think they might turn one on. All right. Brisbane Broncos versus Newcastle Knights. A rare three o'clock Sunday game for the Brisbane Broncos. Yes. Um, and they'll win this by a thousand because they're playing the Knights. Yeah, they're going to kill it. 
they are going to kill it. I mean, the Knights traditionally... Should be a big crowd too. Yeah, the Knights traditionally don't go too badly um, up at Suncorp. I mean, they've had some really, really big, really big wins, like, you know, like 44 to 10 sort of wins. Uh, it's not going to happen on this day. But it's not going to happen, exactly. It's not going to happen on this day. Broncos, they'll be, they'll be hurting three losses in a row. They really can't afford to lose anymore. No. The, the Knights can't either. Not with but teams I don't think... like the Tigers breathing down their neck. The thing is, I don't... And the Knights, you know, they can't afford to lose anymore either, but I just don't think they've got a say in the matter. <laughs> really, you know. Uh, Whether they want to or not, they don't have the ability to change that, change their destiny. Yep. And this is the Broncos. I mean, in the forwards, the Broncos have got them smashed all over. I mean, like Willie Mason, he's the only guy putting in for the Knights lately, it, mm. it feels like. Um, you know, Snowden, he's certainly not in his pay packet. Houston always goes all right. Um, you know, and Costigan, shadow of his former self. And uh, Bennett's just proving once again that he's in decline by putting Adam, Adam Cuthbertson in the side. What the Must be that? slim pickings. Must be slim pickings. Must have been Adam, Adam Cuthbertson and 14 corpses. i got Broncos 13 plus on this one with these. Me too. Parramatta Eels versus the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks will finish off the round in Monday night foot bitch. Well, given it's Monday night, do you go the upset? Because that tends to happen, you know. No fucking time. way in the world. The Eels. Cronulla Sharks will win this game convincingly. This is the the old Sharkies. They're coming off the bye. They're back to, you know, their full strength. Um, they obviously struggle without their two origin players but uh, they're back now and um, Sharkies I, I can't I just can't see a way for the Sharkies to lose but the Eels have been competitive without you know getting themselves over the line lately too Monday night's another factor as well you know like often the underdog can come up and saying that Sharks 13 plus agreed buys this week to the Panthers and the Chooks And that is full time for episode number 89. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League. On Facebook, we're looking, uh, we're trying for the 1,000 mark by the end of the season. We're just about to crack the 900 barrier. So it's going, it's going well, but it'll need to pick up a lot in the second half of the season to uh, get us the rest of the way. Share us with your friends. Yeah, so I mean, we probably picked up about seventy in the first half of the season. So you know, yeah. we, we need to do that at it's a touch. It's ticking more. along nicely, but yeah. you know, if everyone, yeah, fuck, if half of the people, well, it's practically nine hundred now. So if everyone, yeah. you know, if everyone would dig in, we'd get two thousand. Exactly. You know I mean? Invite two friends. You know, hook in. Exactly. It's like Amway, except there's no reward for you guys, except yes. for, except for us. You know, to be happy. Share the uh, episode release on on Facebook. You know, do all those cool things. Yeah, exactly. Because there's only a handful of people that actually take the take the the time to actually hit share. Yes. And then you know try and you know spruik it to their mates. So get on there and do it. iTunes reviews. It was a banner week for reviews. We had fucking shitload of them. Five of them. Sorry, four of them. Very positive. One of them not so positive. I'm going to save the not so positive one to last. We'll kick off with Matt the Hat ninety nine. Ten thumbs up. He says. Ten thumbs Five up. Five stars. Easily the best really is sports. From Fukushima. Easily the best spo- sports podcast on the planet. After listening for a few episodes, your vocabulary will change. Hashtags in decline. Next one from Frenchy nineteen ninety one. Great pod must get five stars. These guys are hilarious and give you a chance to laugh at your own club. Insightful with a very funny side to it. Hashtag is in decline. Thank you, Dominic Peru. <laughs> Next. We've got uh, NQC81, which is our mate Jono, mm. uh, who uh, 
has been about Sunday, but has been a listener of the show since pretty much day one. Day I think dot, yep. certainly very close to it. Simply the best, five stars. You will not find a better rugby league podcast. Nate and Glenn overcome significant handicaps as supporters of Manly and West, respectively, to provide a comprehensive and highly entertaining analysis of the week in league. Dare you, sir. Integral to the growth of the show over the past three seasons has been the involvement of Twitter followers who frequently add their own perspective to reviews of matches and current events. I can't go through a weekend without wondering whether Lottie will finally score that hat-trick, how pashitic the Raiders will be, how many heads the Ottoman will roll, whether Captain Snooze will wake up, or whether the Tigers will continue their inevitable decline. Thanks, boys, for three seasons of great entertainment. May there be many more. What a sensational, well-written, beautiful review. Um, <coughs> no, I think he was a school teacher. It warms my heart for the future of the children in this in this great country that we've got guys like uh, John O teaching them, obviously, you know, well. Unfortunately, they invariably <coughs> go home to shit parents. Yeah. If not for that, John O would be responsible for some great humans. Next one, Artemis P1. Great podcast, five stars. If you love your rugby league and you have a sense of humour, then you will enjoy this podcast. If you don't, then you'll probably give this one star. <coughs> Which leads me to the next one. <laughs> From someone named Andos or Andos20, A-N-D-O-S-20. He's not on Twitter, I've looked, but um, you'll see. Broncos forever, one star. Hated West and hated Balmain. They formed one club, so I doubly hate the Tigers. As for Manly, well, I'm not alone in hating them, so can't enjoy this podcast at all. So, wow. We, you know, we don't care about one-star reviews so much. But I thought, I wonder if this guy has a Twitter, you know, trying to just determine where he came from because, you know, let's face it, yeah, we have our enemies out there who'd love to see us, you know, love to, love to you know, throw one-star reviews on us. Absolutely. So, I just, I just chucked Andos20 into And hello Google. to all our haters out there which are probably still listening. Exactly. Now, um, Andos20, I just basically chucked that straight into Google and you guys can do the same thing, A-N-D-O-S-20, so you can verify what I'm saying here. I plugged it in and I had a look and I looked down and one of the first results was um, Andos20. He has a he has a, a profile on uh, Camry forums. That's Gronk. That says a lot. But uh, he also has... Lawn uh, Bowling Gronk. He also has one on uh, myspicyclips.com, <laughs> which is... Um, my, which the description goes, uh, myspicyclips.com is the ultimate community for homemade sex video sharing. The next, the next one is uh, DoMyWife.com. And uh, so, yeah, that's a DoMyWife.com profile of the man, Andos20, from Australian Brisbane. He's actually from Everton Park, as some of these other as other ones uh, turned up. And I think he's... Uh, here we go. Andos20's profile on uh, a site called uh, Fantasty.cc. So, Fantastic. He's a 45-year-old married straight male from Brisbane, Australia. A member since uh, 28th of January 2010. And... Um, we got another site here, chubbyparade.com. <laughs> Andos has, a, has something on there. He's got an amateuralbum.net, I love interracial.com. The list keeps going. Whatboyswant.com. That's the uh, world's best amateur porn community, don't you know? Uh, we can continue. The Voyeur Forum. Uh, and on it He's goes, a freak. And finally, at the bottom of page two, we've got gay dating and gay personals, a gay soulmate search. Dot co dot UK. Not that so, there's anything um, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but uh, Andos, uh, you 40 feet, I mean, maybe... You're into a whole lot of shit, but you're not into our show. <laughs> I mean, I just I just think that... And you drive a Camry. I just don't feel, I, I just don't think you gave us enough of a chance. I mean, you know, maybe if you just put the keyboard down, 
with the one hand that you're using at the time on the keyboard, listen to the show properly, mate, and stop searching for guys to fuck your wife for you. I mean, you know, maybe if you, you know... Maybe if you imagine us doing the show nude. Or maybe if you, you know, while we're doing the show, you know, we're doing your wife or something. It seems to be something you're into. Um, But in any case, thanks for the review, you fuckhead. Now, tipping. I dropped a bit, four places to 42nd position this week, sadly. So did you, though, to 84th position. Oh, I'm on fire. And you're losing Paraman, the guy who you got to bet against, he's in 55th position, so it's getting fucking slimmer buy, and slimmer. Well, if I win, he has to buy me a 750ml bottle of bourbon. If he wins, I have to buy him one stubby of beer. Yeah, I don't... He doesn't know that that's the rules yet, but, you know. Okay, um, not a, a really high-scoring week for anyone, but the top five, and I've actually got the top seven here because there's a couple of people tied on the same amount of points is as follows. Langer's 38 is in the lead on 63 points. Whitey, he is in the lead. He's so second on 61 points, maintaining his position. Marcus maintains third position on 60 points. Simo.Ali, he maintains his fourth position on 60 points as well. Todd H, 1987. Of course, Todd, who uh, we uh, shared hog's breath with uh, before the doubleheader the other week. He's jumped up into fifth position on 60 uh, skinny, he's dropped the place down to sixth. Uh, he's on sixty as well, though, so it's just the for and against thing. And uh, it's me, Cookie Bra, has made a return to the upper echelon, also tying on sixty points in seventh position. Fantasy, a very very buy affected week. I got eight hundred eighty seven. You got somewhat less. And what a shame that it was this week that we were head to head in the Twitter Elite competition. The undefeated yes. Premiership leader, me, two games lead on top of second place. I think too. Versus undefeated asterisk you, mm. and although disappointing, although this was the one week of the season that you actually had a real legitimate chance of rolling me, it wasn't to be. Explain yourself, because <laughs> let's face good. it, I had Har- I had Harrell not very Manor- good at fantasy rugby league. I had Harrell Mannering, Carney, Gallon, Henry, and someone else sitting on the sidelines. So I had to bring in some people. I brought Corey Norman into the side to replace Carney. I'm not very good at fantasy rugby league. Jesus shit. Corey Norman projected 70 points. What did he get? 15. Grock. I'm not very good at fantasy rugby league. <laughs> and coming into the last game, into that Monday night football game, I had um, I had um, Monga. Monga. Plus about 180 points lead on you. And you had Booper, Aidan Tolman, Penny Tungavay. Letters. And, and yeah, Jared Maria Hargroves. You should have made up the 200 points or whatever that you needed very easily but in turn but you know what I'm not about, very good at fantasy rugby league and I beat you about by over 60 and as it turns out I jagged 4 out of 5 wins despite that shit out score <laughs> so finally what else t-shirts merchandise we still gotta get those packs together let's make a commitment yes. we'll be announcing them next week what the packs are and let's face it everyone knows what the packs are going to be I mean you know, a hat yeah. a shirt and a stubby cool. it's not rocket surgery motherfuckers exactly put your hands in your pockets exactly bitches and uh, thank you for the people that uh, made dirty freaks thank you for the people that made the orders this uh, last week too uh, they'll be out to you shortly um that's all I've got time for it's a quick show tonight how did we get through it so quickly I have no idea because we're professionals Nathan that's it Okay, we're professionals. Podcasting professionals. All right. So, in any case, that's all we've got time for this week. So, uh, see you next week. See ya.
Twill Nation. If you're into UFC, strike force, and mixed martial arts in general, make sure you listen to This Week in MMA. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and TWIMMA.com. It's out every Friday morning. It's free. Get on it. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.